Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson, and you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. We have a really special episode today. Uh, we wanted to give a, a, as much back as we can to all of the veterans out there. And with it being Memorial Day weekend, we couldn't think of a, a better way for the podcast to do it than having on a couple of different guys. So we got quite a few interviews for you today. Uh, we did one with Cliff Hutton from Triple C Diesel out there in North Carolina. We did one with Brock French from Wounded Veterans Foundation, and we did one with the guys over at uh, Tattered Flag Project. All about veterans, a uh, little bit about diesel. We really hope you guys enjoy it. If you can get involved and help out any of these foundations in any way, we encourage you to do so. Hope you enjoy. The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diesel Performance Podcast. In Paul Wilson's place, I am Nick Pregnitz, pirating the podcast. Uh, we have an interesting show today. We had some guests come in uh, from Texas, and they brought with us they brought with them a, a newer Dodge Ram for kind of an interesting project. And I'm going to introduce them now. We have Zach Brown and Steve Vanderball, and I have the one and only Jim Rendant with me as well. Say hi, Jim. Hey, everyone. Hey. Jimbo. <laughs> All right, Steve, I'm going to let you kick it off and uh, tell me a little bit about the project when you get your mic nice and tight there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, actually, Zach would be better off to talk about the Tattered Flag Project, but the Tattered Flag Project, Zach, go ahead and take go it ahead. over, please. Basically, the Tattered Flag Project is part of an organization called Casualties of War, which uh, we've been right at about a year, um, nonprofit status for about a year. It started off as a blog for me. Okay. Um, back in January 2015, and it's just grown into this nonprofit. <laughs> that Tell we me have about here the now. origin of the blog. What uh... basically what happened was, you know, I'm 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 former military. Uh, when I got out of the military, I went straight into law enforcement. So I'm bilateral there. Okay. A lot of our our uh, our nation's heroes they they go right into law enforcement because uh, it's just a a walk from one one career into Absolutely, the next. Absolutely, yeah. So basically, uh, I had what they call PTS. Uh, I didn't want to admit that I had PTS because it still is a stigma uh, in in this nation to to be labeled with PTS, which is post traumatic stress. They do call it post traumatic stress disorder, but this year we are running the campaign, dropping the D off the disorder, uh, trying to empower our veterans and Fair our first enough, responders. Man. Right on. But um, just like anybody else, I wanted to go get help. I was in the VA for about eight and a half minutes, and they had me on 12 prescription meds. And within about six months of taking Zoloft, dextroamphetamine, and uh, trazodone, just being three of those that they gave me, um, I was at the end of my rope. Didn't want to see my son anymore. Um, spent six days in my bed. Every time I woke up, I'd take three or four more trazodone and go back to sleep. Holy shit. And finally, the, the sixth day, I woke up and grabbed my Glock off the table and put it in my mouth and the rest is history after that came up with couches of war obviously uh didn't follow through with it passed out from all the dehydration and guess had an epiphany you would say that's um, beautiful man <laughs> and <laughs> started a blog and the blog started catching people and bringing people back from the edge and people started asking me hey when are you gonna write your next blog and so i bought couches of war.org okay and uh it's just bloomed into this and the tattered flag project and from another another uh, part of that deal, we went on a uh, tour this last summer uh, across the United States. I did on my motorcycle. Okay. Uh, did 8,500 miles uh, on my Harley, 30 cities in 30 days, all the way up to New York and back to Nashville. Right on. How big of a group do you have? Uh, three of us. Cool. And uh, anyway, it was it was a great tour. Kicked that thing off. And uh, 
the tattered flag project. I mean, it's 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 pretty much an analogy that I use to compare the tattered flag uh, to our veterans and first responders. You know, they become faded, faded, torn. You know, due to the uh, elements that they have to stand on their post, and uh, most of the time people just walk underneath them and forget about it until somebody realizes that the flag's tattered and they bring it down, throw it in a box in the attic somewhere, or you know throw it in the trash and then they put another brand new flag up and run it right back up the flagpole sure. just, just sure. like those flags our veterans and first responders have to endure great storms um protecting this country and they become tattered and faded as well instead of throwing them in a va or forgetting about them and not re- reintegrating them into society uh why don't we uh, reclaim those guys and start repurposing them, those those guys and putting them back into uh, our society with a, a new mission so that's where the tattered flag that's a serious motive man that's, oh yeah that's awesome. yeah it's uh, it is it's you know <clears throat> zach represents the uh, global war and terror generation and i represent the cold war um uh, desert storm generation but we came up here specifically um we're building a truck right now we're building a truck that's a giveaway it's it's called warrior and uh, it's a 2017 uh, Dodge Mega Cab four-wheel drive. It's a beautiful truck. It's a gorgeous truck, um, if I don't say so myself. Yeah. You know? Very nice truck. And um, much better than Nick's. <laughs> <laughs> Does not does it have a Ram box? I don't know if it has a Ram box. No, no Ram box. No Ram, no Ram box. I got no you guys there. You know, I, we debated to Ram box or not to Ram box. You know, we that didn't is go the there. Question. That is the question. And we didn't go there this time. Um, uh, but we came up and talked to Jim on the phone, and and uh, and uh, we came to um, uh, your place specifically because we liked the fact that you guys kept the emissions. You kept the emissions on there, and it was good numbers, and everything was efficient. And I started looking around, talking to all the guys that I knew in the performance industry, and the, the at the manufacturers and the engineers, and so on and so forth. And I shan't name them here because they all get in trouble at work. But um, <laughs> they said, you know, come to you guys. I appreciate and, that. That's and nice I picked to hear. the phone and called Jim, and you know, Jim said he could hook me up. And now Jim talked about the MF3. Yeah, I mean, uh, truck. I think, what was that, a month and a half ago we first chatted? Yeah, about that. Uh, the phone call was definitely strange. <coughs> you know, I think we spent uh, a little, probably an hour and a half on the phone. I'm like, well, Man, Jim's this not guy. necessarily short on the phone. Yeah. And Steve, of course, you're not very short either. <laughs> so I could just see the two of you, you know. Oh, I'm sure the, the conversation lasted an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah, this is a call that Zach and I would have had for 10 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? He knows it all now. And yeah. I don't have to say anything else. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. Uh, we, had a, we had a long chat. There was a lot of stuff that, you know, I felt was uh, something that we could we could take care of, not a problem. In, in my words, it's, you know, run of the mill over here for what you guys are looking for. You know, the the goal is to this is just one of many potential trucks that are ultimately going to be auctioned well it's it you know we've we've set up a program um the the program uh project is running is is pretty simple in looking at funding that uh, raising awareness you have a merchandise store people want to go out and wear a shirt or something we're wearing right now and uh they buy it and they want to enter a drawing okay throw a donation you know 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars, whatever. Throw it at it, and um, you're into you're entered automatically every time you order something, you purchase something. Throw a donation in there um, to a drawing, and just one of the things in those drawings is this truck. Okay. You know, we've got rifle springs, slings from uh, 
help me out with the name. Recoil rifles. Recoil rifles. Rifles links. Yeah. We've got uh, custom knives being made Bush, by. Bush Monkey Knives is making us a custom knife. Um, we've got Pistol. Uh, IPS uh, uh, out of uh, Oklahoma City. They've mm-hmm. made us a custom custom pistol with a, a, a shadow box and everything. I mean, this so, is some nice stuff you guys are talking about. Oh, yeah. About. We got, we got uh, a, this pistol's beautiful. It's a, yeah, it's what is a, a it's hand-engraved 1873 revolver, 45 long coat. Beautiful uh, gun. Beautiful gun. Beautiful gun. Definitely something to grab attention. Yeah. Um, and it T-shirts, stickers. T-shirts, stickers, all this other stuff, you know. Um, so um, people come in and, and they see what we're doing, help moving things along. Um, and they get an opportunity to get a, get a little back, you know, mm-hmm. give a little, get a little, or give a little, get a lot, Double you know. Tap. Double tap. You know, the best way to put something down is two shots. Okay. <laughs> love it. I love the idea, right? My whole my whole point with this business is to build drivable, reliable, consistent vehicles. My customers know that. My sales staff knows that. We don't sell stuff that's going to break on you down. And that's why we came here. Yeah, exactly. I, I've, I own the world's fastest Ford Excursion, which is one of the giveaway trucks. Right on. Um truck will go 163 miles an hour and i'm crazy enough to drive it on <laughs> tires that aren't rated for that speed um great truck finally rock out it took me three years to wring all the bugs out of it mm-hmm. and the only research not gonna have the problem here it's a process man it's a process it goes it so why don't you tell us while we got all these listeners here what exactly we did to warrior yeah jim tell us tell us everything yeah i mean uh warrior got the uh, mm3 special for the uh Mega cab that's better than the Ram box, and uh, <laughs> we set it up with a four tune package, trans tuning. We did the MM3 probe install. Typically, we don't set up uh, a lot of the customers with that, but if this truck was sitting at a dealership and no idea what tune was in it, somebody could look at that and see what the truck's doing, look at the the gauges, and you know see what's safe. Uh, this is something that anybody can drive. You know, you can easily change the tunes on the fly. Um, a few yeah, different power levels. Got a lot of, a lot, I mean, the MM3 has got a lot of visuals. You know what I mean? You got your PIDs, you got your gauge cluster. Yeah, yeah. You can pretty much set up whatever, whatever you want to monitor. So I, I mean, like on yours, I set up some simple stuff: boost, uh, trans oil temp. Uh, you can set up like current gear. So if you know if you're hauling something, is that like some kind of kind of dig at the brain damaged guy? No, no. <laughs> that's, that's, that, we call we call that the marine tune. <laughs> <laughs> just because they you see it, it they was, don't care. You, you know? knew it was coming out. It, oh, it takes in a special, fact, it, it takes a special type of man to eat a crayon. So give me a line. The only thing that would have made that better is if each tune you would have been like, "Go fast tune," <laughs> or "A little bit slower tune," <laughs> or "If you got a trailer on it." Tune. <laughs> that's the army program. Hey, that's the army program. You guys have a field manual for everything. No, you know what I said? Those are the well, no, 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 no. We have one field manual. Called the Marine Bible. Jim, tell me what. No, 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 no. Nick, we had a small conversation today. Sure. Okay. What kind of craziness are you going to let us do for the next truck? Yeah, so after this one. So after the Warrior comes the Raider, right? Yeah, Raider. Raider's grayer? Yeah, Raider's my truck. All right. Raider's a great truck. All right. Silver, gray, older. In our shop right now. Just for the record, I don't have any hair. Okay. Yeah. So whether by baldness or by razor, past the point of gray. Yeah, I'm aerodynamic. (laughs) Classic. We got the Ram box with a twin kit sitting in our shop right now. Uh, We have one of the first um, 
kits from ATS that we have set up on our on our 2015 truck. And this is for guys who want to take to the next level, right? We talked about uh, we got the Warrior set up at 440 rear wheel horsepower today. We took it from <laughs> 333 at the rear wheel, 332 to to 440, which is just tuning only, right? right. So guy at the dealership test drives the 333 horsepower truck. Then he talks to your buddy at the uh, driving at the it, block it, to here. It was Polk, it was right? noticeable. <laughs> and he tries the 440 horsepower tune. I mean, I I think he's you're probably going to figure out which one this guy's mm-hmm. going to go with, right? Um, so the next level on the Ram box was the 500 horsepower, which requires a couple little trans upgrades, um, which we've been running on that truck for about 30,000 miles. No issues. Now we're going to the twin turbo kit, so we need more air. Mm-hmm. We're out of air. we got to right. maintain a good air-fuel ratio. Um, you know, it's, it's our job to push it. Once we feel like we've got things figured out at a certain level, say, okay, you know, we don't need this truck for testing at this level anymore. We can move on to the next level and validate that power number. And hopefully uh, open up a whole new can of worms for Jim to. So Jim, you just you just told him you just you just heard him say what I thought I heard right. He's going to let us do a twin turbo inrader. Is that what you just said? Yeah, twin, yeah. What turbo, said? Six hundred horsepower. Six hundred horsepower should be pretty easy. A metric ton of torque. Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> I'm excited to get it here. I'm excited Fast to finish the testing on ours. Well, let's get let's get rid of Warrior first, and then we'll, we'll, we'll roll right That's around. That's your job. That's there you go. Job. My job just to build these. Right into the next one. I mean, you guys are telling me you're going to have some badass wrap on it with the tag yeah, flag um, and the matte finish you know, and all the, that shit. The, I mean, the, the graphic, the thing with us is we didn't want to throw the graphic on first because we didn't want it just to be another truck that's wrapped. Um, longest drive to date since August August 24th, 14th. Let's come up here. One shot. 13 hours. Three stops in the middle. How many day, How many 20, How many many hours in the car total? Almost 20 hours? Yeah. To get a tune yeah. in a truck. Yeah. That was yesterday. If you want to do it, you want it bad enough, you can put your hands on it. Grab it. That's that's it, man. That's final. That's it. it. Is. Close it. Thank you. <laughs> there it is. Um, we want to thank you guys for, yeah. for helping us. 100%. Okay? Yeah, yeah. We, we want to thank you for that. We want to thank Absolutely. you for the ti- for Thrilled the time. to be a part of this one. Uh, look forward to, you know, whatever we can do for you guys in the next one. Excited to be part of the project. Well, um, you know, if you guys will listen to the podcast, and if he leaves us in, I encourage him to, um, you won't find a better guy, set of guys to come up and, and get your truck worked on. I you appreciate know, that. Um, I, we did sizable research. And um, I've got to certify this truck, and I've got to then turn around and make sure when we hand it to somebody, it's going to run. Yeah, that's important, right? Because we got liability if we don't. <laughs> you don't get to do the next 25. Of those that's no. right. 100%. And the only place that we bring it to is to you guys. And, Thank you um, for that. And it's been a great experience today, and watching the truck on the dyno, and, you know, very knowledgeable guys. Very, very knowledgeable guys. And uh, I encourage anybody, if you're looking at doing a tune, looking at doing something fun, and we'll be back with Raider. Yeah, it's gonna be let's, fun. let's throw some stats in there real quick. What do we end up base truck to where we were walking out today? Uh, three thirty wheel horsepower and where we started seven forty torque. Yeah, started at three thirty two and seven forty three ish maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He remembers the numbers spot on. And mm-hmm. uh, four four thirty eight, I think a thousand seven on the torque for the the highest. And all within specifications of of everything. Well within. Well, within the operating capacity. Yeah, of this I mean, platform. I would not be concerned about. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tow it on the race tune. No, it's not designed that's, to that's, do that. But that's an obvious. Uh, outside of that, I mean, anybody, I'd throw the keys to anyone. I mean, there's nothing to be concerned with. Well, you see him, don't you? 
He's gonna be driving this thing here in a little bit. Yeah, that's all right. We're about to find out. <laughs> if you don't break it, you weren't trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but seriously, thank you guys for um, not only letting us come up here and experience this build with you guys, but for letting us talk about the mission, the Tether Flag Project, um, Operation Anvil, everything that you know. I'm gonna say it again. When I, we're kicking off a revolution here, yeah, you know, and it's a revolution. And a resolution at the same time. That's that's your passion is contagious. Oh, Wish you the best on the project. It. Thank you very much. Um, I, it's it's great to hear that. It really is. All right, guys, and we're here with Cliff Hutton from Triple C Diesel, located in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Cliff, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Cliff. Um, Obviously, you and I have known each other since, oh, a few years ago, since the first time I went out to Rudy's. Yeah, how long ago was that, Paul? That was, uh, what, 2013 or so? Yeah, I want to say, yeah, it was about four years ago now. Um, Man, what a blast we had out there that weekend. A lot of great trucks drag racing, a lot of great trucks sled pulling. Um, It it was definitely a different experience. It was the first sled pull I'd been to anywhere out east, anything east of Ohio. A little bit different. Oh, absolutely. Well, we live in a hotbed here, and Aaron always puts on a fantastic show every twice a year. Now he's doing it, um, but it, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a hotbed for diesel performance here in Eastern North Carolina. Um, I can't say the same for all of Western North Carolina and everywhere else, but yeah, Eastern's doing very well. <laughs> now, over the years, Cliff. Um You've gone from kind of spectating at Rudy's, I know, the first year, and then I was out there last year, or two years ago, and I got to see Casey sled pull the 12-valve, and uh, I'd imagine that you're getting something lined up to start racing here in the near future, huh? Oh, absolutely. Um, no, we've done both at Rudy's. We've sponsored it. Um, we have uh, definitely been spectators. We've, we've been competitors in the sled pulling, um, and we've had some drag truck stuff out there. And we are uh, we are working very diligently on our uh, on our rail project, and it'll be uh, it'll be we'll be debuting that at our event in October. Oh, I'm so excited for it! I don't know that most of our listeners really know much about it, Cliff. Can you tell us a little bit more about the uh, drag rail? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's a uh, it's a Gibhart chassis that we're running a uh, which is a slip joint car, um, so solid rear end, no suspension, and we're running a 6.7 Ford uh, power stroke engine with a, uh, a triple turbo setup uh, back behind a uh, turbo 400. And wow. we're shooting for the goal somewhere in that, that 2,000 horsepower range. Wow. So there's so many things to talk about here. One, a 6.7 Ford. That's an odd pick, man. Not a lot of guys doing anything with a 6.7 Ford on that level. No, no, not yet. Now, eventually, the, the trucks are still a little too new for people to really get crazy. Now, there are some guys out there that have made some killer horsepower with them already. Um, we're doing it a little bit differently because we cannot use the factory ECM. And um, just because of the, the patch system, the, the security system on the Fords. Right. So we're running a, a standalone computer system with, uh, with no TCM at all. Um, but, no, we're, we're definitely hoping to give Jared Jones and Wade Moody some uh, good competition next drag racing season. Man, for sure. I am excited. How long have you guys been working on that project so far? Um, well, we've been on it for about seven months now, um, and it's definitely coming to a close here. So we, the, uh, the engine building and everything else is coming together very nicely. The program we've got going on here, everything from cold cams all the way out to, uh, 
to Texas, the guys who's helped me with my head. So it's definitely a project coming from all sides of the country. What does something like that weigh? Uh, well, we don't know. It hasn't been weighed yet, but we're hoping somewhere in that, that 2,500 pounds or less. 2,000 horsepower, 2,500 pounds. That is nuts, man. I mean, we're well past supercar territory with those ratios. I mean, you're talking about, like, super, super hypercars. Absolutely. Well, the goal is um, something like Wiley Coyote strapped to an Acme rocket is the goal. <laughs> who's going to pilot this death machine? Well, you know, I decided that I think the best person to drive is the guy who's building it, so I'm going to drive it. So you're your number one mechanic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Cliff, you know, we had you on as a, uh, for a special reason today as we're putting together our Veterans in Diesel uh, episode. And with all of this going on there at Triple C and killing it out there in the East Coast, I, I know you have some background in the military. I was hoping you could kind of maybe share a little bit about your history in the military and how that maybe helped you get into diesel performance. Well, absolutely. I, uh, well, before I joined, the, I was in the Marine Corps for seven years. And before I joined the Marine Corps, I was just like any other diesel mechanic before diesel performance really even started. Um, and I, I had a first-generation Dodge, um, and I wrecked it, and then I ended up joining the Marine Corps. And um, I bought a second-generation Dodge, 24-valve uh, Cummins. And just because I was in the Marine Corps, I wasn't working on equipment anymore, wasn't working on semis and all that. So all I had was a lot of time in my off time just to tinker with my own stuff. And I saw that there was a great need for, for good, honest mechanics to specialize in the diesel performance side of things. So after uh, two deployments to Iraq and uh, seven years in the Marine Corps, I uh, decided to go out on my own and give it a shot. And here we are four years later. Wow. Wow. Love to hear a success story like that. Uh, now, you're located in Jacksonville. A lot of your customers are Marines still to this day. Oh, absolutely. About 90% of our customer basis is the Marines and Marine Corps. Um, you know, we do a lot of a lot of work with the Marines on Camp Lejeune, and um, we do some stuff with even the Army out of Fayetteville, North Carolina, but, but most of it's all right here in Camp Lejeune area. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. How do you think those customers are different than maybe your average Joe who owns a diesel? Well, the, the customers in the Marine Corps, the biggest thing is Marines don't have a source of identity anymore when they're in the Marine Corps. You know, we all dress the same, same haircuts, we look the same, we talk the same, we're all pretty crude, um, and, you know, we all have a job to do. So, in that standpoint, their their vehicles is their source of identity. And, you know, when Marines have a little bit of extra money, they definitely want to spend it on their trucks or getting a tattoo, maybe even <laughs> in a bar. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, they, they use their vehicles as, as a source of identity. Well, that's awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking out a little bit of time to talk to us today, Cliff, about kind of some of the awesome stuff you guys are doing out there at Triple C and about working with so many great uh, patrons of the country here. If somebody wants to get in contact with you, how can they reach you? Oh, absolutely. You can email us at triplecdiesel at triplecdiesel.com, or you can give us a call at 910-577-FAST, or, uh, of course, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Cliff. Absolutely, Paul. Anytime. Thank you. All right, and we're here with Brock from the Wounded Veteran Foundation talking today a little bit about kind of what they do. And, Brock, I think we're going to talk a little bit, too, about when we first met over at the Ultimate Callout Challenge. 
Right, yeah. Awesome. So, Brock, first of all, tell us a, a little bit about the foundation. What do you guys do? How did you get started? Okay, well, um, well I'll start with how we got started. Um, we um, got started off of a motorcycle ride in a car show. Um, basically, uh, when, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I wanted to do something more than, uh, you know, basically just look for a job. I, I got, I kind of went through that real uh, severe depressed stage where, you know, you feel like you're just not doing anything anymore. Um, and so I decided, you know what, what can I do to give back to guys that have given so much? Um, and I decided I'm going to do a ride and I'm going to honor some guys for that ride. Um, they, I, I picked five different guys. They came out, they told their story, we rode for them, and all the money was donated to them. Um, after a few years and, and honoring a few veterans, um, you know, Vietnam and, and Korean and World War II, um, we honored, you know, multiple different eras. And I just saw that there was such a need, um, for the, for the old timers, you know, the, the guys, the Vietnam guys, those, um, and if any are listening, I'm sorry for saying uh, old timers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, compared to my generation, um, but no, you know they they had a lot of needs, and and there's no uh, organization out there quite like us that that try to help them. Um, and that's why I said, you know what, more we, we can do more than just five veterans a year. Um, and that's why I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna start something that is a good foundation somewhere where you know veterans can come to when they need help and. That's exactly what we did. Um, started the Wounded Veterans Foundation, um, and we kind of we, we looked over what what can we do to help veterans directly. Uh, you know, there's there's stuff like fishing and, and all these different stuff out there for veterans, but you know that's a one day thing. And to us, we want to put donations. Uh, we want to use donations wisely. And for us, we see what can we do on a daily basis that's going to change these veterans' lives. And that's where we said service dogs. You know, service dogs number one. Um, these guys, you know, today, Vietnam guys, you know, they're starting to realize, hey, I don't have to tough it through, uh, you know, like what they, they used to tell you back in the day, you know, tough it out. And um, they, they, they see the alternatives now. And with those alternatives is we can get them a service dog um, and we can pay for it. You know, we can, we can take care of it, uh, well, <laughs> through donations, obviously. We still need more of those. But, uh, you know, we can, we can pay for the, the training of their dog. We can get them a dog or, you know, any type of uh, breed or anything, adopt a dog. There's so many different ways that they can be comforted on a daily basis. They, you know, they can sleep with them. They can do everything. Um, and, and a lot of these Vietnam guys, we've had a few requests from that because, you know, they, they still to this day have night terrors. And, um, you know, these, these veterans, it helps them out. It, it, these dogs are trained to get them out of flashbacks and all these other these uh, symptoms from uh, from war, and they 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 literally save lives. Um, the other thing that we do that that's our service dog department. The other thing we do is is our housing department. With housing, uh, we don't build houses, but we remodel uh, wounded veterans' homes. Uh, you know, from Vietnam, Desert Storm, you know, all through every era. It doesn't matter to us as long as it's related to their service. We want to be able to provide for them. So. Uh, you know, we, we go into uh, the veterans' homes, such as the, the veterans' home in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that we did. Um, there, it was, uh, he served during Vietnam and uh, uh, Desert Storm. And, you know, he had a bad back, bad knees, and, you know, basically just shot from his service. He was airborne. So, you know, he, he, he put his time in for his country. He, he actually retired out of the military, put his time in for this country, and, you know, the VA, they gave him an aluminum ramp, and... Um, they didn't buy him a chair. He bought a chair, but the batteries were bad, so we went ahead and fixed the chair and, and got it going for him. But 
you know, we went into the home um, and completely redid it. I mean, this this veteran needed it. He, his home was in shambles. Um, we came across a lot of issues, uh, as, as any home remodeling uh, person knows that that always comes up. Sure. But um, you know, we <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's not a good thing. <laughs> um, for, for just a just a little glimpse, um, we just his faucet was uh, wasn't working very well. It was the calcium buildup and everything on it was real bad. So we went ahead and got him a new one. Well, um, we were like, well, let's go ahead and put this on. So we put it on. Well, the, everything underneath was the original from when the house was built, and we started loosening copper lines. And as soon as we did, leaks went everywhere. So, oh, no. you know, it went from changing a faucet to dropping $500 to have his entire sink redone. Um, and, but you know, that's, that's worth it. We don't, we don't want to, we never, we don't want to leave that veteran with anything bad in his home if we can. Um, the goal is to go in, open doorways, put in ramps, um, make it so he can get around his home. But if there's issues, you know, and, and he can't afford to even, you know, put in the, 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 um, the ramp and stuff himself, we don't want to leave him with that. So, uh, the, the, the home in Fort Wayne, it had three spots in the roof that were leaking and we contacted some partners. So we, you know, we made sure we got that taken care of. We basically redid his entire home, um, uh, new floor throughout the entire house. And every doorway went from a 24 inch to a 36, um, everything. It was, it's, it's absolutely, it's beautiful now. Um, but you know, that's, that's part of our housing is, is getting them uh, comfortable in their own home. You know, we, we can't fix what is wrong uh and and we can't go back in time and and, and correct anything but we can at least help them in the situation that they're in now and that's what it's all about um just the to see their face after nine days we spent nine days there and um seeing their face after that uh when they walked in their new home and there was a wall taken out from the kitchen and the living room and we made it one big thing so that way they could just you know go right in and out um we made two bedrooms into one so that way uh he could get you know, around his bedroom with his chair and everything. Uh, it's just awesome. It's really awesome to, to, to see that. Um, the other department that we are currently doing, it's, it's called our help um, support group. It's basically veterans coming out, talking to other veterans. Um, one of the things that frustrates me personally, and I know this frustrates a lot of guys, and if, you know, if, uh, any era guy is listening right now, um, they're, they know exactly what I'm about to say. The VA psychiatrist, um, are, are extremely frustrating. Uh, you know, they, they basically, they don't understand what's going on. You know, they know how, they know their education. They know how to, to work with you all, all based off of their education, but they don't understand the feelings and, and what we actually went through there. So they, they just basically say, uh-huh, you know, that they just, yes, yes. Okay. And they write something down. Um, and for me, that's really frustrating. You know, if I'm going to talk to somebody, I want some feedback. I want, I want somebody to understand me. And that's why we, support, we, we started these support groups. Um, it's basically veterans coming out and talking to other veterans. So if a Vietnam veteran comes out and, and we have two or three or four other Vietnam veterans that are coming out, these guys can all come out and talk to each other or... They can even come out and talk to our Iraq or, or Afghanistan veterans or, or any of these other veterans where the experience is similar, and they can help each other through mental situations. You know, they can say, listen, this is what I did. I got a dog. I started walking, or I, um, I got into music, or I started lifting weights. That's, that's me. I like lifting weights. So, um, you 
know, there's just so many other options. And, and, and another thing we do within that support group is called the Battle Buddy Program. Um, everybody in the military knows what your, your Battle Buddies uh, references. But basically, when we have these meetings, we want people to meet up with each other. And before the next meeting, which meetings right now are, are we're working on one a month, um, these meetings, uh, you meet somebody at them, and then before the next one, we want you to meet up with them one time, hang out with them. If you guys both drink beer, go and have a beer together or something, um, and, and build some friendships, build some bonds. Um, because when it comes down to it and, and life gets hard, um, the biggest thing that takes veterans' lives is they feel like they're alone and they don't have anybody. And that's what we want to stop. These support groups are not only to help their PTSD issues and help their their um, mental issues, but to also try to prevent uh, the suicides. That's that's the best way that we know. And you know, and our service dogs and, and other stuff. And and basically, this allows them to know that there is somebody there for them. Um, and that's you know, that's just just a big thing for them because they, once they get out of the military and they get into the civilian world where we aren't as close. You know, everybody in the civilian world aren't as close as we are in the military. We're brothers and sisters there, so it. Um, it causes a lot of uh, a lot of headaches, and I think that we can we can definitely prevent some of the suicides with these um, with these support groups. Absolutely, I mean, you guys are literally uh, you're literally changing people's lives. Uh, can you speak a little bit try. to to why your organization is maybe different than than some other volunteer or support organizations that we've heard of out there? Well, um, the biggest difference between us and just about every other organization is that we go back in time and we help. Uh, previous war uh, veterans. Um, most organizations, I won't say names because they, they like to sue people, um, they, they, um, they'll, they only help current and future veterans. Whereas with us, you know, your funds um, are, are going to a veteran that, uh, you know, Vietnam, and, and in, in our eyes, every veteran has served their country. It doesn't matter if they're just current or future. Um, they serve their country, and if they're in need, we want to be there for them. And that's the big difference. Um, and not only that, but the way that, you know, we're also all 100% volunteer. Um, you know, obviously, later on in the future, when, when funds are available, we will maybe start paying people to do it because it is a full-time thing. It, it takes a lot of energy. Um, and it takes a lot of, a lot of hardworking people in their spare time to make everything happen. But um, everybody's volunteer right now. And, and we're just we're doing it um, the best that we can. And, you know, we're... We're um, we're using every dime for the initiative of what we're doing. You know, we're we're we have merchandise, we have other stuff that raises us uh, money, so we can get back out there and do what we need to do for these veterans. Speaking of, where can people find out more information about the foundation? Um, they can go to our Facebook page, uh, which is Wounded Veterans Foundation, um, and you'll see the black um, the black background with the white silhouette. You'll see our soldier with the dog next to him. Um, or you can also type in WVF Whiskey Victor Foxtrot nonprofit, and that'll just pull up right up to our Facebook page. Definitely like our Facebook page because we do a lot of events on our own. We do um, we've got a glow golf coming up. We do like I said, we started with a motorcycle ride. So the end of uh, June next month, uh, we will um, be doing our motorcycle ride and car show, which is how this all got started. So um, it's here in Muncie, Indiana, but. Uh, you know, we do a lot of our own stuff, and, and we've got regional reps, and we're in 30 different states. So uh, in J- June 10th, we actually have a concert benefit in Brockton, Massachusetts. Um, 
June 23rd, we actually have another concert benefit in Louisiana, uh, excuse me, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so, you know, we're all over the place. We've got great regional reps. Um, those regional reps, uh, just to explain a little bit about them while I'm, I'm going into them a little bit. Um, if the way that we, the way that we cover into other states is these, these reps, you know, they volunteer just like we do. They go to events. They help raise funds just like we do. Um, but when a veteran requests help, they go to on our, our website, which is woundedveteransfoundation.com. They'll go on our website. They'll fill out the application. Whatever regional rep is closest to that veteran will then go to their home and they'll inspect the home to look at what can we do here, what, you know, what needs to be all done. And then they will, um, the housing department with us will contact, um, uh, contractors and, 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 uh, construction companies to come out and give us a quote for that home. The regional rep handles everything. They will meet with the contractors. They will, you know, make sure everything gets done um, within that area. And then we also have um, we have them go out and we have them verify every service dog organization because one of the biggest things is there's a lot of fakes out there, and those fakes they will go online and they will just make a uh, you know a thirty dollar service dog card online and they'll charge you you know fifteen hundred dollars to to make to you know, have your service dog trained. So, um, oh, goodness. we, we go to every one of them. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not good. Um, but we'll send these, we'll send these, uh, representatives to each service dog organization. We'll make those, let's make sure that they're not running a, a service dog program out of their garage or something like that. We want a very, um, you know, a very, uh, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Jeez, I drew a blank. Uh, professional. There we go. Very professional, um, uh, place for the for the veteran to go. Um, for instance, we didn't have anybody up in uh, Wisconsin, and um, everybody was busy. And we had a veteran up there that needed uh, a service dog. So we, my wife and I, jumped in the car, um, went up there one night. You know, checked out the facility, met with them, met the the guy that's getting his dog trained and everything, and then we drove back. Um, you know, it was eight hours there and back. So. Oh, we just verify. We want to make sure that, that uh, we're not throwing money down the drain. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is, uh, it, it's scary to think that people would take advantage, but it's awesome to know that there's somebody out there like you that's really making sure that this happens uh, the right way. If our listeners want to help you make an impact on a veteran's life, what's the best way for them to help? Um, the best way, honestly, is donations. Um, that's the thing that we struggle with the most. There's the veteran organizations have gotten such a bad rap, um, primarily from one that I'm not going to say their name because like I said, they'll probably sue me. Um, and, and they've got such a bad rap that all organizations look bad and people are extremely hesitant to donate to them because of that bad rap. Um, but the cool thing about us is, we have a testimonies tab and we don't have a lot of veterans in there right now, you know, it's 10 or or more. Um, but on our testimonies tab, you can actually go in there and read about the veterans that we've helped. So instead of, you know, going to a website and, and all you see is a donate button, um, and you hope that your funds aren't going to some, somebody making millions of dollars off of your donation, you can go to our website and you can click the testimony tab and you can read about Pete, the, the house that we did in Fort Wayne. You can see before pictures, during pictures, after pictures. Heck, even in the pictures um, of during, you'll see me, my wife, and, and some other uh, partners with the foundation actually in there tearing the carpet out of the house. We went there and did it <laughs> ourselves. Um, and trust me, that's, 
that was a lot of work that day. We moved the whole house out and we tore all the carpet out. And then they came in and they started doing the floors and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And then we came back throughout the nine days and we helped, you know, accomplish the goals. Um, it's, you know, it was, it was a lot of work. Um, but it, it was like, a, it was, it was worth it for, for him to, to see that reaction. But like I said, donation, that's the biggest thing. Um, we're always interested in people that may want to be regional reps. Uh, of course, that goes through a big screening process, and, and we've got to verify everything with them um, because they're in charge of basically their area. You know, they're in charge of the trustees below them that help them accomplish the mission. Um, but, like I said, donations are the, are the hardest thing just because, uh, you know, it's hard to get people's trust back. And that's, ex- that, that's especially why we have a testimonies tab, is so people know that if I donate $20, $20 is going to make it to a veteran in one way or the other. Um, and that's key to us. We'd like to be very transparent with everybody. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, just one last thing here today. So we had met out at the Ultimate Callout Challenge. Can you talk a little bit about your experience at the uh, challenge? Uh, yeah, that was um, that was a lot of fun. It definitely was a lot of fun. We, we enjoy going to all sorts of these different events and um, – you know that was uh it was great to meet you guys out there and, and we we really enjoyed watching that that was definitely uh, if anybody has a chance to go to one of those they definitely should because it's um it's something that's it's that you could go to every year and it changes you know so um we're just we're blessed that we get to go to that stuff and, and raise funds and then also get to walk around and see the, all the cool stuff that's there as well Absolutely. Well, Brock, thank you so much for taking some time out of your extremely busy day with all of the volunteering and helping that you do. We really, we, we admire you so much for the mission that you guys are on. Uh, to go ahead and help get you guys going, uh, or, or at least pitch our hat in the ring, we're going to donate $100 to your guys' foundation today. Uh, thank you so much awesome. for what you guys do. Thank you, Paul. We really appreciate it. Not a, not a problem at all. Brock, one last time, what's the best way for somebody to reach you so that they can also donate? Uh, go to WoundedVeteransFoundation.com. And um, obviously the first link on there will be the ones that paid for the, the top link. So scroll down just a couple. You'll see our homepage. It'll open it up, and, and you'll get to see everything. You can get you can purchase gear off of, uh, off of there, which, you know, that goes to the foundation so we can, you know, we can buy more gear and raise funds. Or you can just click the donate button um, and, and go down there and donate. But definitely check out our website, see what all we have going on, see if we've got any stuff going on in, in your area. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Brock. You have a great weekend. You too. That was our episode for Memorial Day. I want to say thank you so much to all of the veterans out there. Uh, we absolutely love and respect you guys. Listeners, please, if there's something you can do to help out the Veterans Foundations we featured today or just a veteran you know, we encourage you in every way to do so. Uh, This has been Paul Wilson. Thanks for listening. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or danny at duramaxtuner.com.
everybody and their mother wants to start a reality show. You know, everybody and their mother wants to film a reality show. And, uh, you know, you do anything with vets or first responders or, you know, you got a tagline like he did, that wounded, not crazy. You know, everybody, everybody wants to rattle the cage and see what kind of craziness they can see. Yeah, well, they want to see what they can film because drama sells. 